Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Gigum 24-7 Sports Podcast. I am Andrew Hattersley, joined by Brian Peroni, a post-National Signing Day edition of the podcast. But we had some big news on Thursday morning um, on the team side, actually. Anaya Smith announces that he will be returning for another year in Aggieland. Uh, huge, huge news for A&M, um, especially in a wide receiver room that they added Tyron Smith but haven't been able to add anybody else out of the portal. Brian, how's everything going, and, and what are kind of your reactions to the news? Oh, it's good, man. After an exhausting uh, signing day yesterday, you know, as is always, that uh, that first Wednesday, and, and it's crazy. I mean, the first year Jimbo was here – Aina had nine players announce on signing day, and this year they were completely done, you know, in uh, in December. So, yeah, that was a bit nuts. But, yeah, Anaya Smith, man, he uh, – you know, yeah, Moose Muhammad came on, and Moose, is, Moose and Evan Stewart are the one-two threats, but it doesn't hurt to have a veteran in there. And you receivers rotate a ton. Anias brings a different skill set, too. He can line up a running back like he did, uh, I guess, his freshman year and a little bit of sophomore year. Um, yeah, so he can line up a running back. He could do, he could really do a lot of things. And he's a great presence in the locker room. So, you know, I could see why, uh, you know, and push to have him back or, you know, get him back and, and why, you know, I think, you know, we saw a lot of Adidas in that video. So it seems like Adidas is pretty excited to have him back, you know, repping one of their brands. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's big news for AM for sure. No doubt. Kind of a group effort on, on all fronts. Kind of some sweet aspects of that video as, as well. And, and kind of like the first half of the video as well, the working out. And, and, and I thought it was, it was really well done overall. I, I completely agree with you. You look at now what A&M has returning. Not only do you bring back a veteran presence, which I think certainly bodes well for that room, you bring back your top three receivers. You know, Evan Stewart last year had six, 649 yards on 53 receptions. Moose Muhammad has 610 yards on 38 receptions. And Anaya Smith in just four games had 291 yards and 15 receptions. And you did, I think, see when he got hurt in that Arkansas game on, on a really unfortunate play, they missed him the rest of the year. And they missed his presence. They, they missed, you know, just a reliable third down threat that could find a way to get open, could find the holes. Um, that's what experience brings you. And, and I think it, it certainly is, gives a boost to that room and it makes you feel a little bit better about maybe not having to rely on, on a young guy. You know, you've got Micah Tease, you've got Raymond Cottrell, you've got Noah Thomas and Tyron Smith there as well to kind of give you a good foundation for that room. But 
this team's going to go where where Anai Smith, Moose Mobbin, and Evan Stewart kind of take them. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you do have, you know, some other guys in there. But, yeah, it's going to be, you know, those three with the, with the experience coming back. And then, you know, you throw some of those newcomers, you know, Tyron Smith. I mean, it's going to be fun to see Micah Tease in the slot as well. And, you know, we're in the control and some other guys. Uh, you know, some current guys getting a, a little bit more time. So, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that room needs the depth. I mean, it's what we talked about all along. Like it was a position they needed in, you know, one of the big ones in a transfer portal. So, I mean, if you just count this as almost like a transfer coming in because, you know, it wasn't guaranteed at one point he was leaning towards, uh, towards the NFL, you know, now he's, you know, he's coming back. So, you know, if you sort of look at it as a transfer, I mean, it's a, it's a big get. It does. I mean, a is not anywhere close to that 85 number. But he he did he was able to redshirt this past year, so he's not a super senior yet. So it does count towards the eighty five. But if he was a super senior, then that's that's a totally free player. So yeah, no um, doubt. But yeah, he only he only played four games, I believe. So yeah, and he yeah and he had, yeah he got hurt in that that Arkansas game, so only four games. And you're right, they've they've got room under the eighty five limit as we've as we've kind of talked about on the board at length a little bit and. For me, I, I know one of the things people kind of mentioned when reacting to this this news was, well, you know, Moose Muhammad started to emerge when Anaya Smith got hurt. And for me, I think you're going to probably see a lot more of Moose Muhammad and Anaya Smith on the field together. I think with Bobby Petrino in the fold now, uh, you know, you're going to see you're going to see them look to get their best players on the field, and you're going to look to see them have all three guys in some way, shape, or form. You mentioned you rotate a lot. Um, that's absolutely true as well. So the guys like Noah Thomas are going to be in there. They're not going to be in all three of them at the same time every single time. Gives you an opportunity to rotate. Gives you a chance to have another veteran out on the field if a guy like Moose Muhammad is out, if a guy like Evan Stewart is out. You've got other guys that kind of can kind of step up. You talk about that, um, that Auburn game, for example. Evan Stewart... Um, I believe that was the game he gets banged up. Um, Moose Muhammad is obviously out with the sleeve issue, and now suddenly you have nothing to really yeah. go to in the passing game. And so you, it gives you another weapon. It gives you another option. It's a long season. I don't think A&M's in a position that they have to worry about, you know, spreading out snaps and all those sorts of things. I think you can get all these guys into the mix and, Frankly, the deeper you can have that room and the depth you can have, the the better because they're going to need all of them. Oh, for sure. And without it, there's no proven running back or running back with experience mm-hmm. coming back. So, you know, and you do have a quarterback with experience. You got a lot of receivers. So, I mean, and a new offense. So, I imagine there's going to be more throwing the ball too, and and some vertical throwing the ball, which you know, I know fans will be excited to see after we haven't really seen that the last couple of years. But you know, get the ball downfield, and yeah, he'll he'll be able to do that. No doubt. And switching gears, you mentioned the National Signing Day and and everything that that uh, kind of took place there on 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 Wednesday. A very quiet day, as we talked about. A and M didn't have anybody added to the class. Um, had had kind of done some work in early January. Raymond Cottrell is obviously a guy that joined the class and was able to get in um, in time to enroll for the semester. Um, Micah T is another guy that was able to enroll early. That A and M flipped late on the during the early signing period you know what do you what do you make of were you surprised at all that AM didn't pursue more guys this month I mean there's a lot of guys now seem to make their decision early and and there's just not a lot of players that really go to the national signing day time un, unsigned 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's even last year. I mean, when AM had that class, the the guys that were late were like uh, Shamar uh, Stewart, mm-hmm. and I don't remember who else. But I mean, it was like five star types, and Could you know, Kobe we saw Matthews, that. I believe, might have yeah, been yeah, there. yeah. We saw that this week with uh, you know Jaden Rashada come in to Arizona State, Nicholas Harbor to South Carolina. You know, some of those five star types were still out there, but most guys were signed. So, I mean, if you look at it, like I mean, A and M doesn't have the numbers you know you would ideally like in a class, but but looking at it, I mean, there aren't any positions that, you know, since they got the two receivers, you know, there were no receivers the day before signing, the early signing day, and they, they ended up with two. But, you know, there's not any positions they, like, definitively needed. Um, you know, another offensive tackle would have been great, but every school in the country was looking for yeah. offensive tackles. So, you know, that was sort of an uphill battle. But, but I mean, I thought, you know, you, A&M loves speed. I thought they'd find, like, one or two guys that they were going to go after late, you know, bring in. But, I mean, there were no official visits uh, yeah. in January. I mean, it was just it, – it was weird. I mean, we, this is this is completely new territory for us. No doubt. People are kind of asking in the nights leading up to National Signing Day, still, like, nobody that they're pursuing. Yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, Marquise Montgomery is a guy that committed to – Cal early Wednesday morning, A&M offered him, but really after the offer didn't really make that no. much of that much of a push for him. And, you know, I, I saw a stat that Andrew Ivins mentioned, and I mentioned it when I was kind of running through the class that only 5% of the top 247 of blue chip prospects were basically left unsigned by the time National so that's twelve or third. That's twelve or thirteen out of the the top yeah, two percent. So yeah, it's, it's totally and, different. Totally different game now. And you look at you look at a guy like Nicholas Harbor. A and M wasn't really in on him. He obviously commits to South Carolina on Wednesday. Uh, big get for them, obviously. Roderick Pleasant, another guy that they weren't really in on. That was kind of a battle between USC and and Oregon. So when you really kind of narrow the field down, there really wasn't a lot of elite names or impact names that are in there. And, and it does bring the question now, A&M still has several spots to use um, before the, you know, under the 85 man limit, any cause concern there. I know there's a lot of concern, concern on the board when it comes to depth and it comes to those sorts of things. Do you, is, is that something you worry about as much? Or? No, no. I mean, we've, we've looked at the individual positions on, yeah. on past episodes here. I mean, there are some, you know, it's like, oh, it's sort of scary thin. But, but no, I mean, I ain't going to get to the 85. I, I like literally, I've been doing this job now, 17, 18 years. I've never actually paid attention to the 85 because <laughs> I know there's always going to be attrition one way and somehow, you know, scholarships. And, you know, with the portal also being, well, portal still being open to guys who are in it, but then yeah. also being open after spring ball, you can go, you know, maybe go grab a guy or two if you really need somebody in a certain position. So I don't think it's a concern. I mean, AM has guys coming back at every position and, you know, you would hope that injuries don't hit uh, hit the team next year like they did this past season, you know, because then you would need, you know, you would need just warm bodies out there. But, you know, right now A&M doesn't need bodies. They don't need to take a guy just to have a guy. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Jimbo Fisher's message was. You know, he never he never really said during the early signing period that A&M was going to get to 85. I think somebody asked him if he felt a need to get there, and he said, we'll sign any players that we feel like mm-hmm. we need to get to a national championship level or anybody that can, can help us get to a national championship. To me, that's not saying we're going to end up at 85. And, yeah. and that, 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 that doesn't mean we're just going to hand out from a coaching perspective. That does, that doesn't mean A&M is just going to hand out nine scholarships to walk on and call it a day because they, they didn't feel like filling up 
the rest. I don't think yeah. that's the way they're looking at it, but they, you know, are there areas that they could probably still add? Yes, I, I think so. I think they could, as we talked about on previous podcasts, I think a cornerback wouldn't hurt if they could find one more. If, you know, Anaya Smith coming back at receiver makes you feel a lot better about that room. Obviously, got to see what happens with Jalen Preston and get some a definitive answer there. But um, I think, you know, this, the, I think they do feel comfortable with where the roster stands and, and they do feel like they have a lot of guys returning. There's, there's obviously guys you could add from a depth standpoint, but I do feel like they have their starters and, and now it's just a matter of staying healthy. They've got to stay healthy. Otherwise the season's going to be a wash anyway. Yeah. So um, that's got to be the key focus this off season. And, and we'll see if they're able to do it and, and obviously keep guys on the field away from being suspended and everything else that went wrong last season. But, you know, going to be fascinating and spring balls right around the corner. You know, we, we kind of heard this week that, the, the spring game will be April 15th, I believe. Uh, yeah. So Parents weekend every year. So yep. I think we knew that was going to happen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So spring ball just after spring break, you know, into March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're about Middle a month March. away from, from really getting into that. And, and we'll have a lot more coming to, to kind of get you ready for that. But definitely some good news to kind of close out this week with an I.S. Smith coming back. And, and, you know, I think, again, just to close things out, I think gives you – a big lift to, to this room, to that, to that room gives you a veteran presence and, and A&M will be much better for it. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again to everybody for, for joining us for this edition of the podcast. And we'll be back next week um, to continue kind of looking ahead to spring practice, discuss the latest on the recruiting trail. Things never stop on that front as, as the focus now turns towards the 2024 class and be sure to, Give us a like and share on on YouTube if you're following along there or a five-star review if you're listening to this on the Apple or Spotify uh, platforms. And so until then, have a great week and, and we'll see you guys soon. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.